0: Good morning. You're listening to Sinister Sunrise. I'm Wes. Oh, I'm Zach. And this is Andrew. And, uh, as you can tell, we're not the Sinister Sisters. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) On this anniversary episode, we're celebrating the one-year anniversary of the Sinister Sunrise Sisters. So... Obviously, I'm Wes. I am the editor in chief of of the podcast, aka Morgan's fiance. And then we have Zach over here. You guys are just gonna go right in that. Ad. Yeah, I'm Zach. Obviously, I'm Aaron's boyfriend. Ooh, and <laughs> yeah, that's about it. <laughs> and I'm Andrew, aka Clavin, aka Calvin, aka anything else they want to throw my way. I think they've called you many names uh-huh. throughout yeah. the throughout the year the one year that this podcast has been going that is crazy it's a lot. it is a lot but uh i guess are we going to introduce what their topics are or should we tell them to come on down and and explain what their topics are mm, i think we should uh you know give them a little bit of what we know okay and we just want to tell them what we said yeah that works <laughs> they can it'll that be out. a surprise yeah. <laughs> surprise ladies this is what's going on. So for Morgan's topic, uh, I chose genies, or sometimes referred to as gin. And that is what I will leave you with. All right, for Aaron's topic, I chose the BTK killer. Ooh. Yeah. And for Sarah's topic, you guys all hear about dreams and how her interpretations of dreams stuff like that, but... Our topic today is why do we dream? What is the purpose behind our dreams? Ooh, I like that. Uh, You've heard the a, what, but a, now a, you the yeah, why. Yeah, mm. we've heard many interpretations including yes, my bear dream. Oh, <laughs> still my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I guess at at this point should we bring the ladies down?
1: Sure. Yeah. All right. I do,
2: And there we go. <laughs> even though that's a select, it's fine. Select is great. Push, push is good too. That was three in a row.
3: Even though you couldn't hear Sarah's. <laughs> that was like the equivalent to Chandler going. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay. Well, the reason we're all having a burr ski, in case you couldn't figure it out from the boys, <laughs> it's our year anniversary. Yeah, <laughs> which
2: we. Of course, realized right away <laughs> we were like, before it was 52, coming up.
3: Yeah. And then I uh, think Aaron was like, 52, 52, weeks. it's our year. And I was like, no, no. <laughs> oh, but math. Hmm.
2: <laughs> it came so, so quickly.
3: <laughs> Guys,
2: hmm. what? <laughs> it definitely doesn't feel like a year. <laughs> no, not at all. No.
3: I mean, even though technically now that we're recording ahead,
2: Mm, but it's still the year
3: anniversary episode.
4: Yes, that and to is be fair, correct. we were planning for like a month and a half before we recorded. Uh
3: huh. is true too. Yeah,
4: correct. I think it evens out. I mm-hmm. do too. Happy one year,
2: ladies! Yeah! And cheers. Cheers.
3: Cheers. 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 cheers! Hurrah! Hurrah!
4: Yeah.
2: So yeah, uh, in yeah, all <laughs> honesty, we don't really know what the boys did for in the intro. So it'll be fun to listen to. I yeah. believe they introduced our topics they said ho- yeah
4: the yeah. scariest Hopefully, thing is we don't
2: listen west mm, edits yeah yeah they
4: could have said whatever they want they probably like just be quiet i'm gonna put a bunch of sound yeah. let's just see what happens like a radio dj Yes.
3: Yep. yes. <laughs> 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 i mean honestly for the anniversary we deserve nothing less so mm-hmm. it's fine um i'm sure they announced who the winner of the game was uh, Wes, I love you, but I'm freaking last
2: oh, again. Hey, you know what? I got seven too. You're been so been on a in. roll, though.
3: You've been going yeah. first or second. Yeah, I, I was on a pretty good streak, but yeah. I feel like I've plateaued. Here we go. We're down. It's fine. It's fine. It's good. It's all good. But you know what that means? Who's
1: number one? Sir, sir, <laughs> Sarah. Sarah. Sarah.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. yeah. And again, this is an audio podcast, but <laughs> I'm just making gestures. <laughs> and with that, uh. Wow. Oh, wait. First, huh. I have something. Oh. Oh. Oh, my God. I'm
2: going to just hit myself in the head with that chair. I oh, that saw that happen in slow yeah. motion. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so...
3: And then we have to get an ambulance. <laughs> 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 so, okay, we are obvious, like, we already had some champagne. We're having a little brewski. We're mm-hmm. celebrating. So, I got two things. One was just, like, a funny ha-ha, and the other one I ordered from walgreensphoto.com. And they're a Sinister Sunrise of Magnets. Oh! So they're not in because they take like 600 million years because it's not just like, it has like a specific like photo place. Yeah, No, not,
2: that makes sense. But old yeah. Jeffco
3: Walgreens doesn't do They can't do that. just
2: do it right then they and there. Right.
3: So, but your fun gift is just silly. So hold out your hands. Close your eyes and hold out your hands. Okay. Hold on. It's nothing weird. Close your eyes. What do you
2: think it is? I have no idea. I think it's an ice. No, 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 no. They're I swear to God <gasps> oh, it's Okay. Swear okay. to God, no. Wow. <laughs> That's why you offer to drive, know. isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> close your eyes. God damn it, close your eyes. Do not look. That was a good idea. Do you think the show has made me less trustful
3: and more excited? I will tell you when you can open. Not yet. Do not close or do not open them. Do not oh, open them. It's a carton cigarette. Two, one, open! They're missed! <laughs> That's mystifying mints. They're Ouija board mints. Ah, where Did you find so cool. these? Amazon. I just looked up spooky gifts. Ah, it was there! That's so cool. I know. So just be careful in case you have like a little, uh, planchette in your purse. You may can you can mess, have a little yeah. demon while it's in there. Um, but yeah, we'll post a picture of what these look like. But yeah. I'm
4: gonna get my nails on oh, some cool. planchettes and <gasps> I can just-
3: Oh my god! File one to a point! <laughs> drill a little hole and just- <laughs> Yeah! <laughs>
1: That's Hell so yes. cool! Thank, awesome.
3: you. Thank you. You're welcome. So yeah, I bought one for myself too. Yeah. Oh, no, fair <laughs> They're cool. They're cool. But yeah, Duh. Oh, sorry. Okay. Thank anyway. you. Magnus will be here soon. Sarah, your anniversary us. Mm-hmm. Kick it off. We'll do. What are we mm-hmm. learning about today? The purpose of dreams.
4: Mm. Oh. So as early as episode one, I posed the question: What is the purpose of a dream? <laughs> <laughs> And Of course, because it was episode one, I then made a joke at a very quiet tone that can be compared to a whisper. <laughs> uh, so if you didn't hear it, you weren't missing much. I bet you it wasn't that great. Okay. Did you listen? When we all listened to our first
3: episode. I was like, I <laughs>
2: yes. also our audio, but that's also true, yeah, yes. I don't
3: even know if we had like the little foam thing here. So all of our like was like. Yeah. Wow. I think a lot was missed, so mm-hmm. yeah, it's fine. It's fine.
4: So I think I roughly said something like, I think they're the foundation for everything, mm. but don't quote me because I whispered it and I didn't type it, so who knows? <laughs> um, so for a one-year episode, my handsome and begrudgingly willing fiance, who I thought would be here when I said that, <laughs> <laughs> and now I realize there's no reason to suck up to him, <laughs> Tell him what he is, Clavin. Um, we're coming back to that question, and please note, neither Andrew or myself are licensed psychologists or dream analysts. We just talk about a lot of things that really don't matter. And I happen to have a lot of dreams and nightmares, so I wake them up. You know what? And we talk about it, and it kind of matters.
3: It's love, true love. <laughs> yeah. is <Yeah. That> <laughs> what that. brings us together today. Wait, can I say that? I'm. I rehearsal dinner. <gasps> Wait, I have to give a speech then.
4: No, but we have to like kind of walk through the whole rehearsal. So you could oh. say
3: marriage. Oh!
4: Why not? Because it's like a fake spiel. Because I'm
2: not gonna yep. be. Yeah, like- exactly. Oh my! You don't give your.
4: <laughs> okay. Um. Okay. So in past episodes where I break down some dreams, it's obvious that they're- it's obvious that there's a lot of symbolism, and maybe this is a way that we can reflect on our days or our lives. But what if I told you a lot of problem solving and innovation can also happen in our
2: dreams. Not shocked. Mm. As some ancient astronaut theorists. <laughs> I don't have a shot, but I'll take a I sip was of my beer. Not, I, was,
3: I was not prepared. We mm-hmm. can all drink to that. It's so our one year. Oh my. Jeez.
4: <laughs> my eyes are already watering. Oh, cheese, okay. all in here.
3: <laughs> okay. Um, kidding,
4: but not on the side of using dreams as creative canvases. So I think this came about recently because I'm not sure if they explained or not, but our significant others picked our topics yes and like i yes. said i do wake up andrew quite often to say hey is this real and then he says no it's 2 a.m <laughs> <die." laughs> no we are in bed good night <laughs> oh man yeah anyway so i had this dream the other day and i stood up to a bully and so i brought it up at 2 a.m and then i brought it up again oh uh-huh. like at 10 a.m okay when he gets out of bed hmm uh-huh. Basically, I was back in high school playing basketball, and admittedly, it was not my best game. Um, it's fair to say it was my worst game.
3: Oh. Because you had Booker on your jacket, or because of other um, things? Bookin. Oh, Book- I'm just
4: Ah. <laughs> that- I, I- Don't make me a Booker T. It was Bookin. Bookin.
1: Oh,
4: freaking grandma. <laughs> Thank you for the jacket, grandma. Wee. You tried your darndest, <laughs> even though I spelled out ball one, which, in retrospect, is equally as douchey, but whatever. <laughs> um. Okay, so it was my worst game and I may as well have not had hands or legs because I couldn't move fast enough and I couldn't catch a ball to save my life. Like it's one of those dreams. Oh, um, yes. And then my coach comes over and just starts laying into me saying stuff like, you'll never play basketball again you <laughs> suck and your kids are going to suck. Oh my. Oh <laughs> my. He didn't say that, but he might as well have. Oh, okay. Um, I'm just ad-libbing and you're tacky and I hate you. And for the record that is not how this event actually happened and if it was i would still be crying um i'm a sensitive gal okay you can't yell at me so in this dream i literally said you know what and wes please bleep me out (laughs) you can go yourself this team this gym and this game i took (laughs) off my jersey I had a four-pack. I was in high school. <laughs> and I was quite proud of that physique. I remember thinking that in the dream, like we can do this, all right. <laughs> I grabbed my mom because even in my dream, she is at my games. And then, um, thanks, guys. Oh, that's so nice. And then we waltzed out, and I called Andrew from the car to explain what I had just done. So, in your
3: dream, were you? Uh, correct me. Sorry if you said you were high school, Sarah. Yep. But you and, knew Clay. Yeah, it doesn't wow. make sense, but he was there. Mm, okay. so I remember calling because.
4: Listen to what I just did. So when I woke up and had to ask if it was real, was an extra layer of weird. Because I was like,
2: did we just are you even we just talked on the phone? (laughs) (laughs)
4: Because do you ever have like very vivid dreams and you have to like decipher did you just get knocked out and you woke up or like were you actually
3: sleeping? It's also like wait, how long Mm -hmm. have I been asleep? That was a lot of dream for like 20
2: minutes. Yes. That's what that's what freaks me out. That's what really I hate those dreams. Yeah. Yes.
3: Yes. So
4: Um, I woke up and I was like, huh, maybe I don't have to be ashamed every time I get yelled at. Maybe some people just suck and can't control their emotions. So it helped me work through a very traumatic evening in a 16 year old Sarah's life. (laughs) Um, but I think that may be why he asked, like, what is the point of these? Like, why does everyone have them? Mm -hmm. Um, and while I'd love to be narcissistic and say I'm the only person this happens to, (laughs) that is not the case. Um, I am sweating though. Not Shannon. Oh, Oh, are you like,
3: but I don't I can't really tell that you're sweaty. Yeah. You're not pitting out. Probably because have you heard (laughs) of a product called
1: Zero (laughs) Sweat? Yeah.
3: It's our we we made it our sponsor. (laughs) Uh, Because I am so passionate about it. I roll that shit on my armpits almost every night and I wake up. No sweat for the rest of the day. So, head on over to zerosweat.com and use the code SINISTER at checkout to get 20% off of a $15 purchase or more. I think that's the first time I have successfully said that. So, do it. You won't regret it. and You won't mm-hmm. be sweaty, and there will be no pits of doom. Yep, yep. <laughs> pits of doom.
1: Sarah, back to you.
3: And back to you, Sweaty Mama. <laughs> hey. Thank you, Morgan. <laughs> Tuning
4: in live now in Aaron's basement. But um, back to my notes. So, okay. Uh, Not the case. According to a Canadian psychology study in 2004, there's evidence that our dreams are actively trying to offer solutions to problems in our daily lives. Mm -hmm. Also, our dream world... (laughs) Take a drink. I made a pun. Mm -hmm. Also, our dream world doesn't sleep on these problems.
2: (laughs) Keep reading. Keep (laughs) keep reading. Keep reading.
4: (laughs) Because... You start, or you may start to have dreams that relate to your daily issues the night that something happens or within that first week.
1: Hmm. So if
4: you're going through a, like, a particularly tumultuous, that's a lot of syllables, time, mm-hmm. you would normally see, like, your dream trying to work it out during that time. Yeah. Yeah. But yet again, most people don't remember their dreams. But we only know mm. this because in this study, um... 470 psychology students wrote down their dreams immediately after waking up and then they would rate how well they were able to recall the dream, you know, like, could they give a lot of details or was it kind of hazy? Mm. And then they also had to rate the intensity of the dream, the emotions in it, and any impact. Damn.
3: Wow. Cardstock has... <laughs> yeah.
4: It is, it's like playing cards.
1: I, yeah. I, I kind of
4: like it. It's really cool. I can print your notes too. I just, I couldn't find my other paper. Print it on the other side. then you're
1: Two for oh, it's called mm-hmm. recycling oh.
4: okay okay 52 still learning all right um a week later the same students would read back through their notes and mm-hmm. then took a deep dive into their clearest recalled dream so oh. out of the seven dreams they wrote down the one they're like this one is stuck with me I really I really remember this one hmm. I remember my coach yelling at me mm-hmm F this dream. (laughs) Um, So from that, they noted any connections between the dream and events that had happened to them within a small window of time. So now steps one through three are completed. Lots of work. Um, And now the heads of the study, like the guys in charge, they called in two independent judges, meaning they do not know the students whatsoever. And they reviewed the highest recalled dreams and the events that the students paired with it. And their job was to conclude if they were... Indeed, related or not. Oh. I'm feeling very smart when I wrote this. Um, <laughs> basically, they were just there to call BS or say that the connection was seemingly real. And as I mentioned at the top of this study, the judges were able to conclude that a lot of dreams were seemingly related to events reported upon by students. Hmm. And to be fair, I have to say seemingly because there isn't really an inherent truth when it comes to yeah. dreams. Like your memory recall is already a little flawed and then we're talking about images inside your head that no one else can see. And it's
3: like third person analysis like yes, like I'm saying it I'm then writing it down and comparing it to like what's going on in my life Yeah, that judge does not know what's happening in my life mm-hmm. yes. so did one did I write proficiently enough and like like emulate what really happened maybe they're just not a good writer which and for a side note maybe whenever you guys
4: you as in proverbial you listeners you <laughs> Whenever you, you write listeners, you. <laughs> you, you little <laughs> listeners. Whenever you write in your dreams, some people do include things that are happening in their life, and that is very, very helpful. Yeah. So if you do send them in, please let me know what's going on. Yeah. Um, it's not cheating, it's just kind of helping me piece some things together if something could mean something else. Yes, yeah. yes. Um But because the judges could see that the dreams were linked to the problems, it was surmised that dreams can serve as one, fun content for Sarah Lunn on Sinister Sunrise Podcast. Hey. <laughs> Send to us at sinister sunrise podcast at gmail.com. Oh, my. <laughs> and two, social and emotional adaptive functions. Hence why I put in the fun thing first. Okay. Um, pretty cool. They also found that women under the age of 39 recall dreams much more often than men of the same age. Not really related to my topic, but we are great. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but here we are I bet you our boys couldn't do that mm. I um, can
3: barely suck up some M&Ms into a cup so, you know, it's fun, it's
4: fun. videos to follow <laughs> <laughs> um, okay so now because it's our one year anniversary I'm going to ask you guys some trivia questions on some uh, famous songs and inventions oh! that were inspired by dreams because oh. there's a lot
2: uh, and you're going <laughs> down I probably am okay. I have my beer ready
4: which Rolling Stones hit song in the 1960s got its main riff from a dream? Was it, I get, or what, bleh, I can't get no satisfaction, or can't always get what you want. Can't always get what you want. I was going to say the other one. You think no satisfaction? Mm-hmm. Aaron, take a drink. Damn. According to mentalfloss.com. Oh, yeah, you In some one. ancient <laughs> I got it right? Yeah,
1: Gordon oh. got it right. <laughs> oh, wow.
4: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um... Keith Richards came up with the riff, I Can't Get No Satisfaction, after waking up in the middle of the night and recording it into a cassette tape and then fell back asleep because he's a rock star.
1: God damn it.
4: <laughs> 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 I... Woo. Okay, nice. right. okay. All right. Number two. There are two Beatles songs that were inspired by Dreams, mm. but which one came after hearing the gibberish? I know. Ah,
3: Boakawa, pose pose. Is it just like a random song? I have two guesses. Okay, guess. Uh, fuck the I am the Walrus. One okay, and the uh, Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds. But I don't think there's Waka Waka, Ba-choo-poo in That one.
4: <laughs> guesses.
2: No idea.
3: Take another
4: drink. That I didn't give you options. I'm sorry. It was Dream. Oh, oh. <laughs> uh, well, should
3: have guessed. Well, because in the I am the Walrus, cuckoo, butch. Uh, mm.
4: no, anywhere my brain went. I don't actually understand how he got here because I read it. I didn't listen to the gibberish, so um, I don't know what it sounded like to him. But somehow he heard that in his sleep. I hope John Legend. It is not John Legend. <laughs> John Lennon? John Lennon. Oh, my. <laughs> Woo! John Legend was not even a twinkle in his bed. <laughs> um, <laughs> he wasn't.
2: Uh, yeah, he get young, bro.
4: Yeah. He don't wrinkle. Woo. So who knows how old he is? Yeah, really. <laughs> um, okay by john lennon he somehow heard that bo waka pose in his sleep and then when he was awake he turned that crazy sentence into the chorus to the beautiful song we know as dream <laughs> <laughs> the other one the beatles did was by paul mccartney paul mccartney excuse me he wrote the song let it be based on a dream uh-huh. where his deceased mother came and comforted him and told him to let it be because mm-hmm. the Beatles were on the verge of breaking up and there was some strife
3: eating away at our dear Mom, I'm so sorry I got that wrong. <laughs> I'm so sorry, mama. We need to talk to her.
4: Yeah, All right, that's so fine. Let's
3: have a you know, chat. It's fine. Oh my god. All right. Now we're on to some inventions. Are you guys ready? No. <sighs> yeah, that I thought I was going to be okay on the music, so I'm definitely not going to be okay on this, but sure. Okay. Are there
2: answer choices?
3: <laughs> Play along in your cars or on your whatever you're doing. <laughs> um... Which household machine
4: was inspired by a violent nightmare in 1845?
2: Household machine?
4: Um, it's a it's a classically feminine machine. Sewing machine. Okay.
2: Say like a mixer. It's a sewing machine. Damn. Ooh!
3: You are tapped into these dreams. It's called um um what are they called? A singer, isn't that what they're called? The old it could have been a brand. I don't... Yeah, I think it is. I don't singer, know. A Singer sewing machine. I think... I have a Cricut or a Cricut. I don't know anything before that I don't that know. Time. My grandma taught me how to use a sewing machine and I already forgot how, so... Were Singers the one that are attached to the desks? Well, I... Th- I, I think they could be, but it was like the... The Singers, like... I think they've changed since then, but they mm-hmm. were Originally, they were the ones that had the huge pedal underneath. It literally was like a metal grate. And maybe. it said Singer uh, across it. And it was... Maybe. Instead of like... You know how most sewing machines now are like a tiny, like
2: you, yeah, like a little... <laughs> did you guys learn how to use a sewing machine, like in high school? Or I used school? my grandma, but not from no, high not school. No, not school. I had like a BACS class. Yeah. So we did... I
1: oh, had a microwave thing.
2: cooking class. No. We, it was like both in one.
3: Oh, no. That yeah. microwave, microwave I learned cooking? about baking? No, 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 no. Like oh. cooking
2: slash sewing slash everything. High school,
3: I think actually now that you say it, I think you are correct. I think we made like a potholder. Like we sewed the... Cr- We went and sold, but it was like one day and done. No, but my grandma did teach me to sew, and I'm so sorry, Grandma. For I don't even know how to sew a button on a shirt. No. It freaks me out, honestly. Do my finger that close? I'm sorry. Have you seen the Grinch? It's scary. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I
4: cannot. Okay, so apparently Elias Howe, as in how did we get here, dreamt that he had been captured by cannibals who gave him an ultimatum. Either you invent a sewing machine in the next 24 hours, or you will suffer a most painful death. Oh, so... Ooh. Oh. And in his dream, he failed. And he was oh. stabbed <laughs> repeatedly with spears that had a hole in the tip. And it was from that that he realized oh. um, he had to put an eye in the needle. And that's how a sewing machine invention was possible.
1: Wow.
2: I thought it was pretty cool. That is really cool.
1: I mean,
3: I'm, like, kind of scared, but okay. Yeah. listen, <laughs> so
4: just know those nightmares, they can do something for you.
3: Oh, God. It's and just, if they oh, don't, email them to me. I'll do something with them. thinking about is the needle, like, in and out. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm out. I'm needle. out. I'm out. <laughs> um, okay, we got
4: two more. Ooh, oh, yeah. So, my. Mm-hmm. what scientific breakthrough in the 1950s was inspired by a dream with a staircase?
3: Scientific breakthrough in the 50s. Like,
2: huge. Huge. Huge? Dream with a staircase. 1950s. But also small.
1: Uh,
4: I'm gonna guess. <laughs> the slinky. Okay. Slinky.
3: <laughs> I'm so sorry, everyone. I'm no,
4: so... I this is a test my for first, our school district, my, actually. My first guess was the periodic table. <laughs> I was like, wait, no, <laughs> hold on to that for a second. Oh. Uh-huh. Joke aside, hold on. It's not what this is, but hold on. Science. Oh <laughs> science. <laughs> 21 Jump Street. No, I'm
2: crying. I'm, I'm cr- <laughs> cr- <holy shit. laughs> I don't know. I have no idea. Stab
3: at it like a singer. Like a singer-song so machine. Sewing machine. Yeah. Stab at it. Stab at it? Stab at it.
2: I don't know you said stairs. Like little like railings. <laughs> <laughs> little <Okay>. railings. <laughs> we got
3: railings
4: and a slinky. For a huge breakthrough, we're looking at DNA, baby.
2: Oh. Uh, see, it's
3: big, but little.
2: But um, it has to do with stairs?
3: Slinkies are all... Yes. Because the... Cause the They have the bars in the middle, yes. Uh, yeah, Um, okay, don't talk to me about DNA, okay? I took uh (laughs) biotechnical engineering in high school, so oh, that's the one thing I do know (laughs) ribosomes, chromosomes, (laughs) yeah.
2: We got an expert
3: (laughs) right here. Whoa, 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 (laughs) I am not a licensed. (laughs) 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 I'm At this not, point,
2: if you don't know,
3: then. <laughs> I'm not licensed in anything. I am a licensed stair expert, though. Oh shit! So, so tell so me more. Our DNA. Okay. Do you know how how they are the same? As a matter of fact, we don't have time, though. So. <laughs> oh.
4: oh! <laughs> Cop Apparently, out. Dr. James Watson saw a spiral staircase in a dream mm. while trying to figure out human DNA, and from this, he and Crick were able to develop the idea of the helix spiral structure for our DNA. There you go. But that's been proven. That's so weird. Isn't that crazy? My mind is. Cool. He also won the Nobel Peace Prize for this in 1962. Well, damn, I freaking hope so. All right, last one. It's not an invention, it's a movie. Which, if I ever lose my job, I'm going to just start writing quiz questions. Please. Please. Yes. (laughs) Which highly successful 1980s action movie was inspired by a fever dream?
1: Oh
3: 1980s? Super big. In every thought of the word it's big. Sweet, repeat the question. Nineteen eighties. Yep.
4: <laughs>
2: Highly
3: successful action movie. Action movie. Nineteen
2: eighties. Oh my god,
4: if I get it wrong. A fever dream? Mm-hmm. The fever dream just lets you know it's
3: crazy. it's
2: crazy. Like, uh oh! Uh,
1: mm, I don't. Think this movie is
2: still. Can I
3: Google something really fast? to no. Just Before... Does... I want to see if this movie came out around then, because otherwise I'm gonna feel really dumb.
2: Please just, I'm really just dumb sing your stand. Um,
3: no, it's so bad. I
4: can't. <laughs> I can't. Can. Like,
2: uh, A Clockwork Orange.
4: A Clockwork Orange. Okay. Cult fiction. Terminator.
1: Oh, really?
4: So the story goes that direct. And I only. I did not check my sources on this. So if it's incorrect, I'm sorry. Um. <laughs> Director James Cameron had a nightmare of an explosion, and crawling huh. out of that explosion was a robot, cut in half, clutching kitchen knives, and hobbling towards him. Ooh. Oh! In the middle of the night, he woke up from this and sketched out Terminator, Whoa. and that's how Terminator was born. And it's big and ever since the word, because Arnold Schwarzenegger, I'm sure, uh, so he is a large man. <laughs> Infer what you will. Actually, you see his ween in that, so oh my <laughs> god. Yeah! I don't know. <laughs> you see Spoilers! Too, too there, I've
3: never seen the Terminator, so I've seen him. Sarah so is so fanning
4: herself. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> you got you you enough. You know. okay? <laughs> so, other notable mentions are the original story of Frankenstein, the periodic uh, table that did come <gasps> from a dream, like putting them all together on a table that made sense. Whoa! Hmm. The song "Every Breath You Take" by the Police. What, you know this oh. one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, this one to me is super creepy because literally in his sleep, Sting woke <gasps> up and wrote the line, Every breath you take, I'll be watching you.
1: If I had that thought in yeah. my sleep,
4: I would no longer be sleeping.
1: I'll
3: be watching
1: you. Okay, Sting!
4: Also, the song It's the End of the World as We Know It by R.E.M.
1: Mm-hmm. Ah. Get a Dream is at
4: some like college party or something. Everyone had the same sweatshirt on and this like kind of tune was playing. That's how he got the song.
1: Wow. wow.
4: But it kind of like vibes with it. Like that's mm-hmm. so like. Mm hmm. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Cool. hmm. So I will end my piece today pretty similarly to the Bed Guru article that is listed in my show notes. Um, dreams are no doubt important. And they will definitely help you work through some issues during the day. But do not expect them to help you win any Nobel Prizes or awards for music. Mm
3: -hmm. You could. I just, I don't want to give you that expectation. What if there was a Nobel Peace Prize for Trivia question writing? Yeah. Set your dreams and go for it, Sarah. See it, dream it, stab it.
1: Yes, sing
3: it. (laughs)
4: Sing it. (laughs) Uh Um, So yeah, instead, just try and get some good rest and send us any dreams you might have. Big good to yourselves for one whole year, ladies.
1: Woo!
2: Uh, uh, awesome. Thank you. Uh, very nice. Wow. I suck at trivia, but thanks for that.
3: Dude,
4: I am <laughs> some...
2: I gave you no heads
4: up and it was very awful. I mean, I'm even if you gave me a you, heads up, so. I would
2: royally. Mess
4: some of them up. I was really surprised though, like all the scientific breakthroughs. They also said mm. um Einstein's theory of, theory of relativity was helped by a dream. But that one, I felt like I had to do more research, so I don't quote me on that.
1: I mean, huh.
3: I'm not surprised, but also, like, just let the man live, okay? He did enough. He did enough. <laughs> he did he, did enough. It he yeah. just thought it up. He yep. thought it up. Whether he was awake or asleep, doesn't matter. His brain did it. His brain did it. Correct. Erin. Yeah? What you got? Because I'm badass well. last. What's your topic, girl? <laughs> so do you
2: want to, I don't remember the guy's name, but do you want to know originally what Zach was gonna have me too. Yeah. It was some JoJo. serial killer that killed over like three hundred people, <gasps> and I looked at him and I was like, "Please don't do that to me."
4: <laughs> Is he like not from America?
2: I don't. I don't remember. I literally looked at the number and I was like, "Can we not?"
3: <laughs> She's just like kill number
2: twenty-seven,
3: Ugh. kill number four hundred. Like, oh my god, wow, no. I, I would imagine. have just listed
2: it, and that's yeah.
3: <laughs> that's my mom So
2: he's a horrible person. States,
3: like, so you really want me to, oh yeah,
4: let's go through this yep. episode or no, sorry, kill number 57. Mm-hmm. Did you know about that,
3: Zach? Mm-hmm.
1: Did you? Mm-hmm. You'd make mm-hmm.
3: him like, what, like research it with you and
4: feel like. Pasta exactly. Pasta. Yes. Okay.
1: Pass pasta. pasta. <laughs> <laughs> More breadsticks
3: because we're not done. Yes. Carve it up. It's going to be a
4: long night, bitch. Mm-hmm. Oh, When we talked about our podcast for the first time, we had an olive garden. <gasps> yeah. Oh my God. Back when we could go inside restaurants. <laughs>
3: yeah. Wow.
4: Now that takes me
3: back. Wipe it and flick it away. Yep. Well, I'm probably gonna cry at Aaron's story anyway, so
2: unless it's uplifting. (laughs) If (laughs) you know, if that didn't tell you anything, no, it is not. Um, I will be covering um, a serial killer, and I will be covering the case of the BTK. (laughs) Yeah.
3: He's terrible, but I think he's very fascinating. (gasps) Very, very interesting. That I had definitely What? what the dream I sent you. Remember that guy? He looked like... I said he looked like the
2: BTK.
4: Oh. I'm going to have to go back and look at that again. Huh. Mm
2: -hmm.
3: Interesting.
2: Yes, definitely dive in. I feel like I definitely wasn't able to touch on everything, so...
3: Erin, I need to be real with me for like one minute. Yes. I don't know a lot about the BTK, but do I need to get another beer for this?
2: Um, you might... You may have to. Are you guys judging me if I have another beer? No. Absolutely Mine not. He is, he is probably on the t- t- c- longer t- side, so go for it.
3: Anyone else need another? <laughs> okay.
2: BTK.
3: Refresh <sighs> in hand.
2: Yes. I wonder
3: if we could make that breakfast, then. No. Then, no. no you can't. No. Breakfast, then kill? No. That does. No, you can't. <laughs> <what I'm> <laughs> no. No, he's not a happy guy. No. No.
4: And now here we go.
3: And he has no eyebrows. So. He has like little tufts. Oh. He just looks such such a normal. No, no. Okay, yes, he does. He yes. Like, he looks like your neighbor down the street. But now that yep, you know, very we normal. Can, but anyway.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Don't trust him because of his eyebrows though. Trust no one. <laughs> but us. And <Aunt> Aaron.
1: <laughs> Correct. <laughs> On
2: January 15th, 1974, in Wichita, Kansas, 15-year-old Charlie Otero and his two siblings returned home from school um to find the doors blocked. When they were finally able to force their way inside, they discovered their parents, 38-year-old Joseph and 34-year-old Julie, dead in their bedroom. Charlie ran to a neighbor's home for help, and the Wichita police were quickly contacted. When officers arrived at the scene, the bodies of 11-year-old Josephine and 9-year-old Joseph Jr. were also found. All of the Oteros um, in the house had been bound, gagged, and strangled with a cord. While the bodies of Joseph, Julie, and Joseph Jr. were found, like, in rooms on the main floor, Josephine's body was discovered hanging from a sewer pipe in the basement with her underwear removed. A watch and radio were noted as missing from the home, the phone lines had been cut, and the killer semen was discovered on the basement floor near Josephine's body. Ugh. The grisly murders of the Otero family shook the small town to its core, but with the little evidence they had, um, and the fact that DNA-like profiling technology wasn't around yet, the killer cannot be identified. A few months later, on April 4th, 1974, tragedy struck the Wichita community again when 21-year-old college student Catherine Bright was found bound with a cord, stabbed, and strangled to death in her apartment. The attacker also shot Catherine's brother, Kevin, twice, leaving him for dead— He ended up surviving um, the attack, though, and described him um, as an average-sized guy with a bushy mustache and psychotic eyes. But Mm -hmm. similar... mm -hmm. Spot on, though. Very spot on. But similar to the Otero murders, Catherine's case um, also went cold. In October 1974, Don Granger, Eagle Beacon Director of Community Affairs for the local paper, The Wichita Eagle, received an anonymous phone call. The caller told him he had stashed a letter inside an engineering book at the Wichita Public Library, which contained his confession to committing the Otero murders. After getting the name of the book and the shuffle it would be found on, Granger retrieved the letter and handed it over to police.
1: Whoa. Mm Mm-hmm.
2: The letter described the murders to A.T. and mentioned details that only, you know, investigators at the time would have known, such as what the Oteros were wearing and where their bodies were discovered in the house. The letter also contained several like spelling errors. And at the time, police weren't sure whether like the misspellings were intentional or if the killer just, you know, wasn't
3: was a fucking an idiot. No, I'm just kidding. Sorry. Sorry.
4: sorry.
2: Well, just like wasn't yeah. able to write or just wasn't like an English speaker. And so it's not like
3: he using a computer with spell check. Exactly. I mean, I don't know. I can't spell. So I, <laughs> I was just calling him an idiot because he's an idiot. But correct. There's lots of different avenues that could go down.
2: Mm hmm.
4: Yeah, because I think he he thinks he's not an idiot. Correct. So
2: 100 percent Yes. Yes. But they weren't sure who they were dealing with. According to biography.com, the killer vowed to strike again, writing, quote, It's hard to control myself. You probably call me psychotic with sexual perversion hang up. End quote. The killer also made a nickname for himself, stating, quote, the code words for me will be bind them, torture them, kill them, BTK. End quote. Police decided not to release this letter to the public because they thought it was in the best interest of the investigation. Mm -hmm. While things were quiet in Wichita for a few years, the community was still very much on edge. Everyone locked their doors at night, fearing the killer, now referred to as the BTK Killer or BTK Strangler, would target them next.
4: I wish they didn't let him pick his own name. That's the only thing that bothers both right. killings, obviously. <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I like, want to come up with something different just to piss like, him off. Everyone else is, like, based
3: on location yeah. or, yeah. Mm-hmm. No, like, does. I just want to always stick it these people. Like, you yeah. get control yeah. of your name. You get nothing. He can-
2: probably enjoyed that way too much, too. Yeah, I Yeah. Well, yeah,
3: calling and saying, it's on the shelf. Go find it. Like, mm-hmm. ugh. That's what I'm saying. He thought he was so smart. Yep. Mm-hmm.
2: Suck it. On March 17th, 1977, 24-year-old Shirley Vian was found on her bed, partially dressed, with a cord wrapped around her neck, hands, and feet, and a plastic bag over her head. She had been strangled to death while her three children were locked in the bathroom. And her six-year-old son actually witnessed the whole thing while looking through the keyhole of the door. In December of that same year, -year 25-year-old Nancy Fox was strangled with nylon stockings in her home. In Nancy's case, the killer called the police the next day to report the murder.
1: Oh,
3: I did not know
2: that. Mm-hmm. It was just anonymous. It just said the address Nancy Fox, there's a homicide. And he hung up.
3: It's like before anyone could even know.
2: Mm hmm. Because he oh, was very chilly. So yep. eerie. Yep. In. Ooh. January 1978, the Wichita Eagle Beacon received a poem printed on an index card with a child stamp set. The poem uh, referenced Shirley's murder and began, Shirley Locks, Shirley Locks, wilt thou be mine? Apparently... Uh, from what I read, the newspaper made a mistake, and I guess um, never released a story on the poem. Again, I don't know if that was Darn. intentional or if they just decided not to.
1: Hmm. Um,
2: so BTK took matters into his own hands. Wichita's Cake TV news station received a letter in the mail from the killer where he wrote, quote, how many do I have to kill before I get my name in the paper or some national attention? End quote. What a prick. Right.
3: <laughs> I'm not doing well.
2: Nope. <laughs> What? All right.
4: um food. They should have wrote back like maybe if you would increase your writing skill you <laughs> would post something. Yes. We can't read your writing, bro. Like, what's going on? Mm-hmm. Tell us more. You uh. maniacal idiot. <laughs> Ooh, maniacal moron. That would have been a way better kill name.
3: Yeah. Hire me. <laughs> <laughs> Nickname and trivia writer. Right. (laughs) And none of it's good.
4: Adding that to
2: my resume.
1: (laughs) (laughs)
4: Can you imagine me trying to get an HR resume? Like, I can really label a serial killer. Yeah, correct. You're going to want me on your team. (laughs) Trivia, not necessarily about a serial killer, but it is. It's up there. And it's going to give you almost no clues.
2: (laughs) In the letter, he also claimed to have killed Shirley, Nancy, and an unknown victim, which uh, police theorized was Catherine Bright, whose case still remained unsolved, um, but they weren't completely certain that was the case at the time. Mm -hmm. The killer also wrote that he was compelled to kill by Factor X, which he claimed was the same element that motivated notorious mass killers like Son of Sam, Jack the Ripper, and the Hillside Strangler quote it seems senseless but we cannot help it there is no help no cure except death or being caught and put away end quote
3: i do like though sorry to keep like interrupting that has like um i just recently listened to morbid and they did the weepy voice killer and one of them was like why aren't you just gonna catch me when will you catch me and like as much as like Mm. most people think that he was like getting a like getting ruse out of like Faking being sad, yeah, that, yeah. there is like an element of truth to that. Like, it's he's not the only uh, one who has, yes. who has said that. Like, which is just almost not even like fathomable to think about. Like, mm-hmm. you, like literally cannot stop yourself. Yes, but at the same time, you could have taken steps to stop yourself.
4: You could have gotten help. You could have done something before you go to the point because he was mm-hmm. stalking people. Yeah. Like,
3: yes, mm-hmm. it's not like he just tripped
4: and murdered someone. But then you have yeah. like.
3: Ted Bundy, who like dated a girl, totally fine, normal relationship. She had a daughter.
4: Well, same way with this. Hand on, yeah, same way.
2: Like what? kind of with this guy.
3: (laughs) But I almost wonder
4: if they get off like on the compartmentalization of it, kind of like because they're in control. My secret,
2: yeah. Yeah.
3: You think I'm
4: fantastic, but
2: yeah, um, and that's totally true.
4: And
3: like, I'm gonna just. Pick a random stranger and fucking go for it. Like you have no yeah. idea who I am. Who like he has
2: he has control on like both sides of his life. Like, this I, can, I, like. I can I can live this so much, yes, yeah, yeah, I can live this normal life while still getting away with
1: a thrill. Really? Yeah.
2: It's my
4: personal opinion. No, no I agree one,
2: with that. Yes. Yes. Twisted. Yes. Mm-hmm. This letter was turned over to authorities, and according to the Wichita Eagle, police chief Richard Lemonyan claimed responsibility for the murders and was convinced the letter contained information about the murders um, that only the killer would have known. Investigators knew they were dealing with a serial killer, but they had no suspects or any concrete leads to go off of. Lemonyan made a statement to the public saying he believed the killer was capable of committing more murders, but they had no idea when or where the BTK killer would strike next
1: these are all
4: within the same area all in of? wichita okay, okay which is not like a happening metropolis
1: is it no it's a
2: pretty small community like i watched um a 2020 um very recent 2020 episode on it and just mentioned yeah small community it was pretty safe you know everyone knows everyone oh, and so what's, you said, what's like, going started on
3: locking their doors oh yeah know, like
4: Ooh. <laughs> well my family we didn't lock our doors until i went to college
2: mm-hmm.
4: wow also wow. did he read a lot of comic books where did he get factor x
2: he read a lot of um like magazines and stuff about like serial killers and cases like that. So I think when he was just young, he really like that's what he wanted he to be. Instead podcast. of saying like you yeah.
3: have the X factor. I have factor X. Just like mm-hmm. a little different, a little spicy. Yeah. <laughs> From the maniacal moron. <laughs> yeah, you got it, girl. <laughs> oh, oh. yeah.
4: Uh
2: yes. On April 28th, 1979, police responded to a break-in at 63-year-old Anna Williams's 615 South Pinecrest home. She returned home later than she had intended to, but called the cops when she discovered some of her personal items um, were missing. Oh. A few weeks later, Anna received a letter from BTK stating that he had been the one who had broken into her home. He had been lying in wait for hours, but when there was no sign that she would be returning anytime soon, he became impatient and decided to leave.
3: This is what, like, makes my skin crawl? Yes. My legs are numb. It's mm-hmm. not from the beer, let me tell you.
1: hmm
3: Oh, my God. I think that's even more...
2: Terrifying. Okay, okay. But so, I, I, mean, I can't I, say it's... more,
3: but just, just as terrifying as, like, hearing you describe the murders, mm-hmm. hearing, like... Can it's another layer of being, crazy. Be, yes. Like, being in that position, like, you were minutes potentially away. No, that gives me goosebumps, like on my neck.
2: Yep, mm-hmm. Ooh,
1: very freaky.
2: Okay. Investigators later released a recording of BTK's voice from the 911 call he made um, regarding Nancy's murder. The audio was released to local radio and news stations, and on the first day alone, police received 110 tips. Ooh. But even with you know this amount of information, police were unable to identify the caller's voice. Mm. BTK's eighth victim, 53-year-old Maureen Hedge, had been abducted from her home and was discovered eight days later on May 5th, 1985, on the side of a road with a knotted pair of pantyhose found nearby. His ninth victim, 28-year-old Vicki Wagerly, was discovered bound and strangled in her home on September 16, 1986. Her family car was found abandoned two blocks away, and her two-year-old son, who was in the house during the murder, was found unharmed.
3: Thank you, Lord.
4: Small mercies. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Lord.
2: There was also a, like, triple homicide that happened in 1988 that people believed was done by BTK. He wrote a letter denying having anything to do with the um, Fager family murders, but he gave credit to the killer and described it as, quote, unquote, admirable work.
4: Was he giving away like a Grammy award? Get right out the window! Oh Oh, my god! I can get to
2: that in a second (laughs) later. (laughs) I'll get to that comment. Um, So to this day, police do not believe BTK had anything to do with that um, crime. He seems
3: up a little up on his high horse to like just no, 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 no. That that sloppy shit was cool and all, but it won't me. Mm -mm, Mm No, no. just a little bit. (laughs) He seems trustworthy. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. It's fine.
4: Also, do you realize we could never do any crimes and then call it in because our voices are now recorded for 52 episodes? God damn it. Mm-hmm. Ugh, the worst. <laughs> We're going to
3: have to change our voices. <laughs> Hello? <it's>... <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Back to
1: the
2: his final victim, 62 year old Dolores Davis, was strangled and dumped by a bridge after she was abducted from her home. She was killed on January 19th, 1991, but her body wasn't, uh, happened to be discovered days later on February 1st um, by a boy walking his dog.
3: Oh no, that's so
2: sad. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Initially, like these victims were not identified as BTK's, vict- uh, BTK's um, victims, especially since the bodies were found in different areas. So again, the same MO, but there's like slight differences. Yeah, and also like to them.
3: I'm gonna comment on it now because it's been driving me crazy. Like, what a wide range in age. Sixty-three, yeah, like bro. He's, like I know he's not like, you know, a teenager or anything. You're yeah. Cool. Like, oh, leave the old people alone.
2: Okay, oh, sorry. It's, yes, 63 so it's is not all, that
3: old. It's just like you're getting up
4: there. You're a little like, mm-hmm. because this has also been seventeen years. Cause his first one was nineteen seventy
2: four. He had some breaks.
4: So I wonder if he started to go for like, no offense, like weaker targets. Like before, he was doing whole families. So he control. got older. He so got he older. Had,
3: maybe that's a good call. Uh, that's a good call.
4: Because I heard 1991. I didn't realize it was that long of a. Was mm-hmm. that 17? Yeah, 17 years.
1: Yeah, that's it was long a bad time. time. Mm-hmm. That was great. Enough. But then
2: again, in 1985 and 1986, 53 year old, 28 year old. So like, it's All right, still. Take my theory. Throw it out. Yes, so that doesn't really make sense anymore. <laughs> Um, but after that, BTK seemed to drop off the face of the earth, and the case like ultimately went cold. His taunting letters to authorities and the media had suddenly like stopped, which led some investigators to believe that the serial killer had died or had been arrested for another crime. Mm-hmm. In 2000, police detectives Kelly Otis and Dana Gouge were assigned to work the unsolved murder case of Vicki Wagerley. Um, DNA under Vicky's fingernails um, was collected for evidence, which did happen to match DNA discovered at the Otero family and Nancy Fox crime scenes. However, in 2003, when that DNA was entered into CODIS, no match was discovered.
3: So, all that does is just say that the guy's not arrested.
2: Correct.
1: Yes. It doesn't mean he's he not is...
3: a, a singular human out there.
1: No, oh, yeah. He scratch him he up. He's not been... For your yeah,
3: life. scratch them Impressive. up, girls. Like, even if... men, ladies... People who non-binary scratch them. You being attacked, Mm -hmm. scratch them. You know what? This is a
4: really good part. So Valentine's Day is coming up. Gentlemen, your ladies need to get their nails done. Girl. It's not only for looks, it's for safety. It is for Mm -hmm. safety. And for future records. So what kind of man are you if you don't get her nails done? Andrew.
3: Hey. (laughs) Hey.
2: Talking to you. We
3: love a good salon gift card. Just Mm (laughs) saying.
2: After 25 years of silence, BTK resurfaced after reporter Hearst um, Laviana wrote an article for the Wichita Eagle about the 30th anniversary of the Otero murders. The story ran in the paper on January 17th, 2004, and lawyer Robert Beatty, who was a West High School student at the time of the serial killings, was interviewed for the story. He recalled teaching his class about the BTK uh, BTK case a year ago and was shocked to discover that none of his students had heard of it.
1: Oh, mm-hmm.
4: shit. Good. Yeah. Bye.
2: <laughs> <Cool>. <laughs> well... Someone wasn't too happy about that. Uh. In March of that same year, the Wichita Eagle received a letter containing a copy of Vicky's driver's license and three <gasps> copied photos of um, her body lying on the floor of her home. According to relatives, Vicky's license was the only thing missing from her home, and on um, this particular copy, the sender, Bill Thomas Kilman, had used a signature that only police would have recognized. The B, T and K stacked from top to bottom with the B resembling a woman's breasts. What a so nerd. So Maybe it right? like,
3: wasn't 30 it wasn't 30 years from her murder.
2: However. The Oteros, yes. However,
3: mm-hmm. he just like couldn't fucking stand it.
1: <clears throat>
2: yep. And I don't think he really sent anything about her murder before so, in letters. So
3: So this dude's kinda old. Now yeah, correct. That's why you don't have eyebrows. All right, continue. <laughs> Sorry, I'm really yeah, the main take. because
2: uh, I can't. Tell it you, makes like, sense. Do what you want, but Wait till you, til you see f- those brows.
3: Listen to this episode, and then you're gonna go look on Instagram, like our post. You're gonna like it, and then you're gonna see the picture be together. And you're gonna know what I'm talking about. He has, he has like little tufts. And okay, go okay.
1: to an
2: esthetician. <laughs> Eyebrow
3: game so weak, I can't even. Again, Valentine's Day is coming. <laughs> <be. laughs>
4: Treat your ladies
3: in <laughs> your bed. Anderman, we like good eyebrows I'm just saying mm-hmm. eyebrows and teeth very important mm-hmm. continue <laughs> <laughs> beauty tips you're welcome
1: mm-hmm. <laughs>
2: <laughs> the news of btk's return spread nationwide and frightened women in wichita so much that they just ran to the stores to stock up on pepper spray pocket knives whatever right. they could get their hands on do it He sent over a dozen letters and packages to police and Cake TV for the next few months. These packages contained mementos um, the killer had taken from his victims' homes. He even left cereal boxes on country roads that contained bound and gagged dolls that were dressed like his victims. They were just, like, left all over. letters describing um like the sexual thrill he got when he tortured women he wrote how he enjoyed strangling his victims nearly to death only to give them some air before continuing to strangle them that's
4: what it was he's messed up i remember yeah
2: that. and one of his letters even contained chapter headings for an autobiography he wanted to write which he was going to call the BTK story shut the fuck up so he they're was like get all published under right not with that spelling. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta have someone yeah. that.
3: What the fuck? <laughs> Correct. He all wait the family murder. So that was is that was that was his only time killing a, a guy.
2: Correct. I will you get to that okay. later. Attempted
3: to kill another one with a shot.
4: Yes. Yep. Okay. Okay. Sorry. Yes. I'm just trying to put the yes. pieces together. Mm-hmm.
2: Right, I'll touch on that. Thank you. A okay. little bit. Wichita police finally caught a break in 2005 when BTK Mm -hmm. dropped um, a package into the back of a truck parked at the local Home Depot. The package contained a letter asking if police would be able to trace a floppy disk and to let him know in the Wichita ads. Using this letter to their advantage, um, police went along with BTK's game and placed an ad in the paper stating that a floppy uh, floppy disk would be untraceable. So... Thankfully, he fell for this. On February 16th, 2005, police received a purple floppy disk, and when they got into the metadata, they discovered the disk had been typed on by a computer at the Christ Lutheran Church, and the name of the person the computer was registered to was named um, Dennis. Can we just say, murdering moron. Murdering (laughs) moron.
1: moron.
2: (laughs) Yes. Did you try to turn us down for wombo? You murdering (laughs) moron. (laughs) A a quick internet search led police to Dennis Rader, the president of the church council, and their first, like, strong concrete suspect. So Dennis Rader was born on March 9th, 1945, in Pittsburgh, Kansas. The oldest of four sons, Rader appeared to have a very normal upbringing in Wichita, but at a young age, he had some dark tendencies he was able to conceal from those closest to him. According to Mark Oliver's Interesting.com story, Raider would hang, torture, and kill stray animals. <gasps> no! Should have warned you, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah! And he began to have sadistic sexual fantasies of torturing and trapping helpless women.
4: Cool, great. When, and at no point was he like, hmm... Maybe I should talk to someone. Well, actually, it was the 50s, it. I guess.
3: He hit it. I mean, No one talks about mental health in a question. Yeah. Not especially okay. not men. He was probably like, I'm cool. I'm. Just, this is normal. This is average. I'm a man. But I'm better than everyone else is probably where it went. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. And because his head was so big, his eyebrows fell off, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care. You can suck
4: it.
2: And I did read in a Fox News article that when Raider was a child, his parents, Dorothea and William, worked long hours, and when they were home, they apparently, like, didn't give their children a lot of attention. Um, he felt especially ignored by his mother and grew to resent her for it. But that's no excuse. I don't know. It doesn't, like...
4: <laughs> Honestly, okay, wait. He was born in the 40s?
2: Uh, correct. 45.
4: Was hands-on parenting even a thing in the 50s and 60s?
2: No. Who knows? Weren't you
4: just lucky your parents didn't, like, beat you? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I know it's not ideal for growing up. Go but, like, outside,
3: play with your siblings, come back for dinner. Do not put this on your parents. Like, oh, yeah. No, no, no. But mm-hmm. yeah, go
4: outside, play, come home, do whatever. Like, you were on your own, bro. Maybe don't torture animals, but, you know. Yeah. Side note. <laughs> if <laughs> anyone's thinking about it, don't.
3: Sure, yep. be cool if you didn't, but <laughs> it's not Okay. No, I'm good. Mm-mm. I'm
2: fine. He also would cut photos of women for magazines and draw ropes and gags on them as he <gasps> fantasized the different ways he could restrain and torture them.
1: Oh my God.
2: So some of his sexual fetishes he acted out on himself. He would bind his hands and ankles with rope and he would engage in autoerotic asphy- uh, asphyxiation by covering his head with a bag. And Sarah did pull up a picture earlier so you can kind of see. Uh, this is this is from down the road. but <gasps> What? Yes. Yeah, he
4: put masks on himself. This is the only reason I know who he is. have yep. never seen these. Like, what a weirdo.
2: Yeah, there's a and, lot and more than that.
4: If you're into the erotic asphyxiation, How it's all consensual. Picture? Go events. for it.
2: Yeah.
3: How did he take this? He probably hung it up somewhere. Oh my God. I've never seen this picture. He was a pretty good Boy Scout, so
4: who knows all the knots and rope stuff he could do? I can see yep. it from his neck.
1: Yeah.
3: Mm-hmm. Uh, take that away. Yep. Sorry. No, I'm not, but sorry. He he just like Loki. That's not even that bad. Like I'm I'm going to ask for a warning content on her Instagram post. Oh yeah, he's just a a, a weird guy. Something is off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, be kinky. That's cool. Do whatever you want, but not not that. There's he a, he a took it to
2: another level. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> And he didn't need to go to.
3: All he did was take those pictures.
2: Whatever, <gasps> whatever. Oh, I'm so dumb.
3: I'm so dumb. What? Oh, my God. Mindhunter. Yes. Yeah. That's nice. who it is. Yes. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, I've never my watched. God. I've,
3: yeah. I'm I've sorry. never watched
2: a show, but. <laughs> <laughs> yes.
3: They keep showing this guy that has the glasses and he's tying pantyhose around his neck and clo- like he ties it between two doors and like lets one close and then he like pulls on the other. I don't know. He like ties himself up. Mm-hmm. Oh, my yeah. God. Click, 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 click. Yeah.
2: Wow. That's what got him off.
3: Which, again,
4: that
2: doesn't, hurt, fine, me yeah. Yeah, no, that doesn't well, hurt anybody. That's fine, yeah. yeah, that doesn't hurt anybody.
3: I mean, he would, like, from, send those in the newspaper. I don't care. Yeah. And he, and, and from what they show in season two of Mindhunter, he doesn't do anything from what he shows. He just has, like, weird pictures mm-hmm. and, like, draws a lot of stuff and, like, does it on himself. Mm-hmm. Bro, you under the, you're on your own roof. Like, that, your wife was a little mad. I remember seeing that in the show. But then you just took it. I'm not, guys, I say this like every time Aaron talks. I'm not well. Like, I'm really no. not well nah. like. <laughs> for that last for this
2: one. year. For yeah. Last year, I've
3: been very unwell every time Aaron speaks. All right.
2: Whew, please continue. It's your Pavlovian response <laughs> to any time I tell the story. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> you not the
4: uh,
2: the
3: undercarriage, undercarriage but it's a
1: little
3: Wes, lower a
2: little lower west please add the circus music for that one no, because no. it just
1: come on please <laughs> i mean it, it makes would, the most sense it wouldn't
3: be a year episode if something catastrophic especially from me <laughs> okay not kind i spilled my damn beer on myself and i'm wearing great pants we got time oh it's okay it's it'll fine. dry it's fine everything's fine tell me more about this BTK. Ugh.
2: You got it. <laughs> okay. So in other cases, he would seek out unaware women to fill his sexual desires. Raider would spy on his female neighbors while wearing women's clothing and even women's underwear he had stolen.
3: Oh my God.
4: The weird thing is he has a wife. So if he were to have purchased women's underwear, it wouldn't be that weird. What mm-hmm.
2: This was when he was younger. Oh. Yes. This is when yes. he was younger. Mm-hmm.
3: Correct. You said he was born okay, I'm with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sorry, younger it younger raider.
2: Yes. He continued to mask his sexual fetishes as he grew older and maintained the outward appearance of a typical high school boy. After graduating, he attended Kansas Wesleyan University, a private Christian college in Salina, Kansas, but he dropped out after one year and joined the United States Air Force. He served from 1966 to 1970, and shortly after returning home, he met Paula Dietz and married her nine months later. Wow. The couple moved to Park City, a suburb of Wichita, where he worked as an assembler for the Coleman Company, which is just an outdoor supply company. In 1974, he began a new job at the Wichita office of ADT Security Services, where he installed security alarms for homeowners throughout the area who were especially concerned about the BTK killings
3: oh my
2: god
3: Mm -hmm.
4: what a little twerp you know he got such a rise out of that like you bet Mm -hmm.
2: yeah he and Paula that's in the show isn't it
4: cause doesn't she
3: ask can you just put the sign in my yard
1: oh yeah he does Um. you brought that show yeah
3: I'm gonna have to go rewatch I'm very upset with myself that it was like I was like, cause I kept thinking about it, I'm like, who is he? Like who? Well then, and like, I know they brought up real to it I was like, oh, maybe this is a twist and this is like a fake one.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: I'm so fucking dumb. I'm not going sure nah. to rewatch that. It's been a while. Uh, Mindhunter, where's our season three? Probably not coming, but it's fun. always coming. You think? I think a lot of people watch it. I liked it. It just took, it takes about five episodes for it to like, it's pretty slow in the beginning
1: yeah Mm -hmm. Mm welcome back yeah season two is
3: way better (laughs) than cruise night and day all right sorry btk he's stealing women's underwear he married a lady yes
2: Mm -hmm. he and paula went on to have their son brian in 1975 and their daughter carrie in 1978 he graduated from wichita state university a year later earning his degree in administration of justice in 1991, he began work as a compliance supervisor for Park City, where he was in charge of animal control and general code enforcement. He was also a leader in his church and then volunteered as a Boy Scout leader. Those who knew Ryder described him as detail-oriented and a pillar of the community. And fucking
1: course, mm-hmm.
2: always. <laughs> he was very well thought of and was always helping out at his church or welcoming the new members. Other people, however, described him as arrogant, cruel, and a control freak. <gasps> he was a stickler when it came to following rules, and when he was working for Park City, he would threaten and spy on people, neighbors. Well, <laughs> That's yeah. funny. Was, I'm just, yeah. you
4: weren't that great at hiding your uh, double life, were you, bud?
2: <laughs> no, not quite. I mean, he was wearing a badge, so I guess he could yeah. do whatever. Ugh. Neighbors recalled him taking special pleasure in harassing single women, and one neighbor even complained that Raider had killed her dog for no reason.
3: <gasps> I kill him now would pitch a fit. Right.
2: Mm-hmm. Thinking God this was their guy, police issued a search warrant to obtain Raider's daughter's DNA. So Carrie had recently had a pap smear, and without her knowledge, they collected it, um, like her DNA, and compared it with the DNA evidence collected from the Otero murder. Yes, I see your face. She, uh, Carrie, was interviewed on this um, recent 2020 um, uh, special called My Father BTK, and she's literally talking to the interviewer like, I wish they would have just came up to me, because it's like, just,
3: no one asked her. And no, also like the most, no one uh, asked like, her. Not the most like invasive. Yes, exactly. way for you to exactly explain. like just ask and she, like she'll probably give you a cheek swab.
2: That is exactly what she said. She was like, it was. It just felt so much like an invasion of privacy, and she was like, I wish they would have just come up and asked me, and then I would have gladly handed over, you know, whatever they needed. Jesus
3: Christ, mm-hmm. that's fucked up.
2: I mean,
4: not as, but not great.
2: Yeah, mm-hmm. and. I, yeah, who knows? Maybe they were just like, we need to get this DNA now, and they didn't... I don't know. It's... Still, yes.
4: Well, I, I can think... imagine a very weird guy like, I know where we can get, get it.
2: <laughs> Ew! Yes! It,
4: it is so weird, no, though. It, so it weird.
2: is very weird. Like, yes.
1: Because, you
4: know, there was someone who was like, whoa, she just threw away a coffee cup. Could not we grab that? I'm like, no, no. <laughs>
1: <laughs> there no, is... we
4: have this.
3: <laughs> 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 okay, sure. <laughs> <laughs> gross. Stay out of there.
2: <laughs> right. Results showed a familial match between the two DNA samples. That evidence, along with the fact that Raider's black Jeep Cherokee was caught on surveillance footage near some of the package drop-off areas, solidified to police that Dennis Raider was the BTK killer. On the afternoon of February 25th, 2005, Raider was arrested while driving home from work and charged with 10 counts of first degree murder for the killings of Joseph Otero, Julie Otero, Josephine Otero, Joseph Otero Jr., Catherine Bright, Shirley Vian, Nancy Fox, Vicki Wagerly, Maureen Hedge, and Doris Davis. When asked if he knew why he was arrested, Raider responded, quote, Oh, I have suspicions why, end quote. Blech. okay in um her interview carrie um mentioned that at that time like her mom left a meal half eaten on the table when she heard the news of you know her dad's arrest and her mom refused to step into the house ever again so neither paula carrie or brian thought of that house as their home after that day
3: whoa wait how old was uh their kids were born in the 70s so they're like they're like 30 plus
1: yeah Yes. Wow. Mm-hmm.
3: So, and these kids were infants when he did the first murder. Yeah, we She were remembered,
2: in. yes. So, Carrie, I believe, was about, like, three months along. Like, wasn't even born yet when her dad committed the first murder. Jesus. Yeah. So.
3: Okay!
2: Yeah. I don't believe that. Wouldn't
3: your whole life feel like a lie?
4: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: This person that you probably held in such, like, high regard in your life just... Oh, my Mm -hmm. God. Don't meet your heroes.
2: For over 30 hours, Raider told investigators the horrible details of the murders he committed. When talking about the Otero case, he said he spotted Julie Otero and one of her daughters um, when he was driving Paula to work one day, and he began to um, stalk her. When he broke into the Otero home, he had no idea Joseph um, and Joseph Jr. were there. So he pulled a gun on the four Oteros, tied Julie up, and strangled um, Joseph. When Josephine was the last one alive, she asked him what was going to happen to her, and he told her, quote, Well, honey, you're going to heaven tonight with the rest of your family. End quote. Yeah. Rader described Nancy Fox's murder as the perfect crime. He had first noticed her getting mail one day, and when he decided to strike, no one was in the house, and she wasn't expecting anyone to come over. And then in the case of Marines, um, he told detectives that it took a lot of guts for him just to kill his neighbor since that would lead the police, like, close to his home.
4: How brave.
1: Wow. But
2: he, Wow. So he wasn't even, like, home when it happened. He had actually been on a Cub Scout camping trip that night, and he just up and left to go and murder her. He cut the phone line, broke into her house, took her body to the Christ Lutheran Church, and took pictures of her in underwear he had stolen from his previous victims— and then dumped her nude body in a ditch. Oh,
4: my God. Yeah, he took his son. I remember this. Like, he took his son to this trip. Yep. And then the I was like, I gotta go, like,
2: yep. grab something. Mm-hmm. And so after that, he returned to the Cub Scout event mm-hmm. to solidify his alibi. Um, and no one was the wiser. They didn't think anything of it. I don't want to say it's smart, but it is
4: cunning. Yeah. I mean. He got away with it, so it's cunning enough.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Cool.
2: Mm-hmm. And he also mentioned um, breaking into Loris's home by throwing like a cinder block through a sliding glass door. So he just gave a whole bunch of details to all of these murders. And near the end of the interview, he revealed to detectives that he had what he called the mother load at his home. So while Raider was being held on a $10 million bond at the Sedgwick County Adult Detention Facility, Raider's work office and home was searched. The original photos of Vicky's crime scene and her driver's license were found taped to a sheet in a locked file cabinet. The motherlode, he referred to, was a just plethora of evidence. Journals, drawings, pictures, and mementos of the murders, including, like, their victim's clothing, car keys, and other items, were discovered all throughout the house. They were in false bottoms of closets, in the crawl space, and even in the treehouse he had built for his kids. Oh, oh. my
3: god.
1: Mm-hmm.
4: Do you think he was happy to be caught? Like, is that what he wanted? I don't know. Because now he almost seems proud. Uh, 30 hours explaining all this and, like, I have the mother load
1: in my I think.
2: I think when he realized they had what they needed, then, yeah, he was like, here we go. He I'm going to tell you like, all about it. Yeah. I like, think there was no reason. Be,
3: yeah. He wanted to be in control, too. Yes. That, that makes sense. Like, you don't know all the details, so I'm going to fill you in.
2: Exactly. Uh, Instead
3: of, like, some like, of I, them, think, I feel like yeah the cops to, like, tell them, like, well, what do you think happened? Like what what? But he was like, no bitch. I I think in that position driving this car.
4: Yeah. Mm -hmm.
2: And in that position he knew that they had enough anyway. So it was like, well, here we go. Let me tell you the whole story. What a
4: sick human being.
2: Yes. Mm -hmm. Photos of Raider bound and gagged, dressed in his victim's clothing, sometimes with like this female mask um, (laughs) and a wig, (laughs) were discovered. The pictures depicted him, like, hanging up the trees or half buried um, in the ground, like he was reenacting their deaths. Oh,
1: my God.
2: Rader pleaded guilty to all charges on June 27th, 2005, where he gave more gruesome accounts of his crimes, um, detailing how he selected his victims, which he called projects at random, (gasps) broke into their homes where he would wait for hours until they fell asleep before killing them. None of the victims were sexually assaulted, but he did get sexual pleasure from binding and strangling them. Those who were in court that day, including family members of the victims, noted how Raider spoke about his crimes without an ounce of remorse. At one point during the trial, he even said, quote, I actually think I may be possessed um, with demons, end quote.
4: I literally have goosebumps all over my arm. So wait, was his trial like a sentencing trial
2: or was he like, why was there a trial if he's like, yep? Did it. I think it was to get more information, and then the sentencing came um, a little bit later.
3: He didn't take a plea deal, so they still have to have a trial. That's some Okay.
2: Yes. Mm-hmm. I
3: just totally made that up. Is that true? <laughs> Did I sound confident enough?
4: <laughs> I believe it. I think that's true. If it's not, it's true enough to me.
1: I <laughs> It's true
3: for this time, so... <laughs> we're not licensed lawyers.
1: No. <laughs>
3: nope. Nope, nope, nope.
2: Something like that, though, um, before, um, I guess, the sentencing. So the families, like, made their own statements to Rader. Um, they got to speak to him whatever they wanted, um, which is interesting to watch. And then at the very end, um, Rader was able to make a statement to the courtroom. And he may have been confused about what he was supposed to do because he's literally, like, thanking the officers and, like, thanking others for you know getting him there and like the family members are just done with it so they up and leave as um you know he just starts speaking because it's literally like a gra- like he's at the grammys and he's accepting an award that oh. is how he's speaking oh, like if you watch oh, he's the so clip proud of
3: himself
4: oh yeah
2: like if you he's like Barf. good job on you and and he's like if i pronounce any names wrong just let me know like i apologize <gasps> yeah Well, you sure don't
3: have a podcast
4: you mm-hmm. are not cool like like mm-hmm. go and just drink for that
3: one.
2: Yeah, yeah. it's
3: cheers to that.
2: It Ugh. is bizarre. Mm. Since Raider committed the murders um, before Kansas reinstated the death penalty, um, he was sentenced on August 17th to serve 10 consecutive life sentences with a mm-hmm. minimum of a minimum of 175 years. Damn. Shortly after his arrest, Cake TV reporter Larry Hatterberg contacted Raider for a telephone tell-all interview. He told Hatterberg, quote, I think bottom line is, I want the people of Sedgwick County, the United States, and the world to know that I am a serial killer, end quote. During the interview, he claimed to have stalked an 11th victim who was going to be his, um, quote, retirement victim from the serial killer world, end quote. Mm-hmm. He had been stalking this woman for a woman for over a year and had planned on tying her upside down, burning her house down, and doing... A number of other things he hadn't done before um in his previous killings when he finally decided to approach her home which he made it like to the porch he noticed there was a construction crew, uh, crew outside the house so he left and just never returned this woman has never been publicly identified but officers went to her home after this interview and told her that a btk had been stalking her and had planned on harming her but now he never could Rader told Hatterberg that he had never planned on getting caught, stating, quote, I just played cat and mouse too long with the police, and they finally figured it out, end quote. Maniacal.
1: More, yes.
2: Floppy disk. <laughs> he even agrees, though. He's like, I fucked up. <laughs> you got me. Yep. <laughs> uh. Yep. The media... Um, speculated that paula knew more than she was letting on even going so far as to say she had protected her husband and ignored the signs that he was btk according to all that is interesting.com paula had found like an early draft of one of the poems frayder would later send to police um, she had also witnessed him like marking up um, newspaper stories on btk with what he described as his own secret code Mm -hmm. her husband also didn't know how to write and was a horrible speller when she noticed that his writing was similar to like the btk letters um she apparently compared his writing to that of Mm
1: -hmm. the serial
2: killer um the most interesting thing that they note is that raider kept his like kill kit in their closet so it struck investigators as odd that paula wouldn't have gone through his things at one point um, however, she said, and I think this makes sense, like, to her, her husband had never really raised any red flags, and there was nothing to suggest that he was keeping, like, any secrets from her, so she saw no reason to look through it.
4: Honestly, Yantar has boxes I've never gone through. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just- I was positive they're not kill kits. Now I don't. Know. <laughs> yeah. Tonight you have a little bit of a
2: project.
3: Um, I-
4: Check did, your but we got <laughs> Yeah,
3: But she saw the notes. Like, she's...
4: But I mean, you've chosen to marry this person, make children with this person. They're providing for you. Mm-hmm. And at home, he seemed fine enough.
2: Also, he can't yeah. spell. Who knows what the hell he's writing? <laughs> yeah,
4: <exactly. laughs> and you know he's not college educated. Like, did
2: he finish yes. high school? Yes. He finished high school, just Been went to a year of year. college, and then went to the Air Force. And so. again, there's no spell check. It's not like he's
4: blatantly yeah. ignoring it. Yeah. And you yeah. see how he'd be like, honey, you're just like BTK. And
3: <laughs> mm-hmm. he's probably like,
4: yeah!
2: yeah. <laughs> Isn't that funny? Wow,
4: that's really uh, ironic. Yeah. A TikTok video coming your way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> My eyes were so scary. I felt it. I'm so sorry. Mm-hmm. I felt the eyes. Yep. <laughs> but yeah, I can see how you would not jump to think you're hot hu- unless
2: you're like well, one of us who's like. I know what yeah. killer is. What's right? that outside looking into? Like, yeah. now that we hear the story, it's like, I wouldn't. Yeah, wrong? why wouldn't you look through the closet? You know, that's but, what he's saying, like, from the outside looking, looking in. in you yeah.
3: Never, you'll never
4: understand uh, it. From the inside, explaining out, you can never explain it. Yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> Whatever. Some
3: mushy stuff, you know. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. In forensic psychologist Catherine Bramslin's book, Confession of a Serial Killer, which she wrote after, like, corresponding with Raider for five years. Whoa. It detailed how Paula had allegedly caught Raider like, in her nightgown, about to hang himself. Um, but when Rader tried to explain it away, she went to see a counselor who told her it was nothing she should be worried about. Because
4: it's not.
2: Yes. But in Carrie's interview, she said she, I guess, I guess the family was able to maybe read an excerpt of the book or read the book before it came out um and so she spoke to her mom about whether that event actually happened and her mom denied it saying that wasn't the case. So you also have to think about like she's only this woman has only been talking with Raider and he could be a pathological uh, liar okay, okay. And, controlling. And, and controlling so yeah. yes. So in the interview Carrie was like no, I 100% agree with my mom. I don't believe that. Well shit actually also was happened.
3: Halfway suffocating himself and probably lost a couple brain cells, so who knows what happened. That's fair. Yeah, just
1: mm-hmm.
4: A little bit of brain damage. Well it seems like he lived so much in a fantasy world, like who knows what he was like remembering falsely. Six hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Or maybe what he wanted to be real. Yep.
2: Yep. Mm. Um also according to Carrie, if her or her mom had any suspicion that their dad had harmed someone, they would have immediately went to the police. And Paula was granted an um, emergency divorce shortly after his nice. arrest. Yeah, which emergency? Can we divorce. do that? No. I've never heard that. Nine on one. I need a divorce, right. yes. <laughs> yes. To be fair, yes. I but I think in emergency. This one.
3: It's my husband. We have to get divorced right yes. now.
2: But I think in like during the interview, I think Carrie was like, like money wise too. She didn't like he could, I guess, maybe still have the money or touch them. I don't know how that works. So oh. she was like, let me. It makes sense. Get an emergency divorce. Yeah. Cut all ties. And as far as Carrie knows, um, since that 2019 episode, Paula has not contacted um, her um, father, Raider, since the summer of 2005. So
1: good for her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow.
2: So while there were signs that pointed to Raider possibly living a double life, um, Carrie told 2020 she never believed her mother had anything to do with like with the crimes or any knowledge of her father's, um, double life. She and her brother were also doubtful that the police had caught the right guy, at least at the beginning when they first heard about it. She recalled having a normal childhood and described her dad as kind and warm, but at times could be firm and had flashes of anger. There were only two times during her life that, um, he had like, physically just like touched them or came after them so like one time specifically he had become like angered and had lunged at carrie's brother and they had to pull him off him because he had had his hands like wrapped around his son's throat uh, mm-hmm. okay was he
4: homer simpson
2: <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> dad dad it's the only
4: joke i can make, to make. oh god <laughs> you're welcome and
3: i'm sorry mm-hmm. yeah, thank, yeah thank you for that mm-hmm.
2: And um, her father had been the one to comfort the family after their neighbor, Maureen Hedge, had been found strangled to death. Mm-hmm.
3: Uh-huh. I'm sure he did. Mm-hmm. Sad.
2: Carrie still loves her father, explaining in the 2020 interview that she loves the man that raised her as a child. The BGK was not the man that she knew. In order to take control of her own story, she wrote a novel titled A Serial Killer's Daughter, My Story of Faith, Love, and Overcoming, where she describes how she would never forget her father's crimes, Um, but she is at peace, again, with the man who raised her, not with BTK. Correct. And she, as far as I know, doesn't talk to him. So today, Carrie and her husband, Darian, have two kids of their own. Her childhood home has been demolished, and the only thing her children know of their grandfather is that he is in prison. The Kansas Department of Corrections lists Dennis Raider's parole eligibility de- eligibility date as February 26, 2180. But the <laughs> a- yeah. I like how they have to put that in there. I, wow. That gave me
3: like happy chills.
2: How about as you're never going to see this yeah. date? <laughs> oh, I'll be
4: there in 2180. I'm yeah. ready. Woo woo. we ready. Mm-hmm. Sign the petition. You're
3: not coming out, bro.
2: Right. However, at the age of 75, Rader will live out his remaining years at the Maximum Security El Dorado Correctional Facility, where according to the KDOC website, he is considered special management and is in a single cell separated from the general prison population. And that is the story of Dennis Rader, a.k.a. The BTK Killer. A.k.a.
3: M mm. <laughs> Is it was it Maniacal Moron? Man- or- maniacal Moron? Maniacal
2: Moron! Mm, 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 suck it. Yeah. That was a rough one. Thanks, babe. Like, I am, yeah, really.
3: Like, I'm, I'm happy,
4: but... Is Zach trying to tell you something? What do you mean? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Whoa. Why did he pick BTK? Is he BTZ?
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I might need to do my dream
3: I know. I'm a re Yeah, yeah. I had a. Dr- I, honestly, I didn't even really know much about BTK, but the now looking back on the dream I had makes it even fucking weirder.
2: I'm gonna reread it. I'm ready. I didn't even touch on like everything I probably could have. So I'm like, it's a lot. I'm not.
3: <laughs> again,
4: I'm not well.
2: Mm-hmm. Always <laughs> for drinks after. Never. Yeah.
3: <gasps> All right. Um. Yeah. Your turn. It's my turn. Mm-hmm. Last but not least, this beer is helping wonders. Yes. I'm glad
4: knew It's kind of weird. Us. It's
3: kind of weird saying you drink a beer. Really? Yeah. I just haven't seen you drink in a long time. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. I like beer. Yeah. We can do it now. <laughs> it's a good time. All right. So, happy episode 52, year okay. anniversary of the pod. Thank oh, you. Sorry. I just, you know, I got. We know, everyone knows, but I'm just very excited. It's a big accomplishment. Yeah. So, <clears throat> as stated earlier, the boys picked our topics, and to introduce mine, I'd like to hum you a song. No. To see if you can guess what my topic is.
2: <laughs> Alright. Do it to it.
3: I mean, the reason I'm doing this is because like you you ain't never had a friend like me. Okay? So genies.
4: Hum it. Hum it. <laughs>
1: Britney (laughs) Spears? Do you need a a bottle, 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 baby? You got got it right, Sarah!
3: I knew my... You never had a friend like me who was going to give it, but... Yes, so, haha! My topic is genies! How cool! (laughs) Heck yeah. Yes, so, um... Wes obviously say Josh on this topic because I I was thinking like extra spooky he was not and I'm okay with it I learned a lot um so he texted me and was like how about genie slash gins like Mm J-I-N-N-S and I was like what the fuck is that second word you just sent me? Yeah. Like, I don't know what, what? We talked about gins before. I know, but I still
1: was like, I,
4: it was late. It was fine. And it anyway. was also one sentence I think in my research once. Was it past
3: lives? Doesn't Maybe. matter. What you got? It's been brought up. It's, I, I should have remembered. So of course my first thing was like, what's the difference between genies and gins? And if I'm saying that wrong, I'm very sorry, but it's, that's what I, What it looks like on online. I think you're right. That's how I say it on American Gods. Cool. So um after looking it up, there really isn't one. Um (laughs) it just seems to come down to where you are geographically/slash your traditions of again where you live. Um, but so I kind of will use them interchangeably, but mostly djinns are what's mentioned and has like the most real life or like folklory kind of esque genies are like the like subcategory of like it's a movie it's mm-hmm. funny magical wishes jinn's are more like spiritual and have like purpose so, okay okay yes so uh so jinn is arabic and refers to quote a supernatural spirit um the below the levels of angels and devils uh the word jinn was Roma- romanized to Digin, a.k.a. D-G-I-N-N, mm-hmm. and then anglicized, again, which means make English, to genie. So, like, it's the same. Yes. Oh. And, yeah, I said anglicized correctly, so. I love it. a took a year, but here we are. <laughs> I love anglicized. <laughs> <laughs> so. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, for me, and I hope most of our listeners, one particular genie comes to mind, the genie from Aladdin. Yo. And... No, sorry, not you, Will Smith, the OG Robin Williams. Mm-hmm. Sorry, da, da, no, sorry. Da, da. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The best genie. Prince Ali Ali. Yeah. Anyway, so we're done. Mm-hmm. I'm done singing now. <laughs> um, the, however, the lamp loving image we think of again is not the only or real Jenner genie. Uh, researcher Robert Lebbing is quoted on LiveScience.com saying. Djinn are taken seriously and regarded as real, tangible beings by a large segment of the world's population. They often appear humanoid or even human, but possess amazing powers that regular humans lack. Hmm. Um, they can change shapes, fly through the air, and can even render themselves invisible. So, like, they're pretty powerful and shiny. <laughs> That's really cool. Right. Yeah, that's very cool. Um, In the Quran, it states, Allah created three types of beings, one, jinn, which has five categories, and they are, quote, considered wind and fire spirits by Muslims. They believe that, quote, jinn are invisible to humans in its pure form, but can take any form that they please. Hmm. Jinn, just like people, can be good or evil. They are born, grow up marry, have jobs, raise families, and live there, live in their own communities and die just like us. However, I also read that in Islamic law, it is regarded as, quote, dis, uh, a despised practice for a jinn and a human to get it on. Huh. <laughs> get genie with it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I drink. Right, folks. Home. Folks, yeah. I'm, I'm out. I'm out. I on. just did that. <laughs> So, going back to looks, um, it says that their appearance can be divided into three types. So, zoomorphic, which is animal shapes, mostly known to present as a black snake or dog, scorpions, cats, owls, etc. However, one animal that they cannot transform into is a wolf. Quote, the wolf is thought to be as a natural predator to the djinn. Because they are, like, one with the earth and very just pure, is what okay. I read. So, yeah. Um, Anthrop... Anth- <laughs> Here we go. Wouldn't be a year if I didn't pronounce a word wrong. Anthrop- <laughs> anthropomorphic. Anthropomorphic. Mm-hmm. Hey. hey! Just a l- little sounded out. Jinn um, are not very individual slash unique looking, so they do so by changing into a human form. So basically a djinn is a djinn and mm. they kind of just all look the same. So like I kind of picture it as like they're all just kinda like blue blobs, like living their lives. But then when they do decide to like potentially become more human, that's when they become like get their like individual traits. Oh. I don't know why, but it kinda reminded me of like a doppelganger, like they see someone, and they're like, ooh, I kind of want to live that life. Pew! And then they go and do it. Mm-hmm. So oh. they don't get their, like, individual traits unless they transform. Okay. okay. So, um, but however, it is believed that part of their animal form stays with them when they change into humans. Um, often them being regarded as monsters for having animal hands or head of an animal. Hmm. Which made me think back to, Sarah, I think you talked about, like, um... Like the like ancient Egyptians and like having like fish heads or like cat heads and like all that. Yeah, stuff. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So we like talked about that. So I was like, oh, okay. So like maybe we're like topics are overlapping. It seems kind of like believable, right? So, like aliens might be gins. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. I, uh, <laughs> I saw an ancient astronaut theorist.
3: <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> and out of the three, the final form is storms and shadows. Ooh. Uh this really brings forth the idea that jinns have no real identity, appearing as quote mist or sandstorms. Um you guys know I like to keep things short and sweet. I could have talked about this for 700 million years, but I wanted to give you the facts. I wanted to hover over the disappointment that it's not rubbing a lamp and getting three wishes. If Very only. Sorry. Bullshit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Aladdin is its own special world. So, there are endless stories in folklore about specific gins, um, and then a, and them as a whole. Some even believe to have caused pain to whole towns or places. And I mention that because if you like check my show notes, I think it was like the Wikipedia page. It even mentions um, Mass hysteria. Sarah mm-hmm. um, yeah. saying that like they like people, they were all in a school. And two of the teachers began to have, like, seizures and, like, just acting really weird. And they believed, like, a djinn had cursed them. So then all the students, uh-huh. like, rebelled and, like, wouldn't go to school because they thought that djinns were going to capture uh-huh. them. And, yeah. So you may not know this, but so do
4: djinns possess people that are already real? Or do, they already, or do they just shapeshift into someone they want to look like?
3: It's It seems that they're there. It's a form. And then they can—they don't possess people. Okay. They oh. like they like they say like gins basically like curse. They like like it's the gins that like cause the mass hysteria because they curse mm-hmm. someone. So not necessarily like embodying them, but they are just such a like a powerful entity. Are they always negative? No, there are good and evil gins. Okay. Yes. So, um, yeah, basically out of the five like broader categories that it's mentioned before, there are two that are specifically called out as being evil. So. and and like I said there are just like humans they are good and evil so I think it just kind of depends on the individual djinn um and like I mentioned earlier there are there are specific djinn stories that are called out and I mean it was just like djinn blah 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 and then like a whole paragraph about like them so this is a huge topic and of course like maybe in a future episode I could dive into a specific one Mm -hmm. but definitely wanted to like maybe burst a little bubble and sorry they're not it's not Robin Williams. Mm-hmm. well no to me it sounds like okay like a gen
4: would be a witch and a genie is like a magician yes no offense for a magician or a witch i just feel like the witch is more like old time you seen for a long time magician is kind of slide a hand
3: mm-hmm. different techniques yep that's a very good reference that's a yeah. very good way to put it absolutely thank you um so again i could go on but in the end just remember not all genies are nice sing or have blue skin <laughs> <At> the end <laughs> there you go I know I meant to, I kept it short, but I knew Aaron was doing a big one. So, and also (laughs) I want to end with almost a year ago, we were driving to a winery (laughs) and we decided to think of this podcast. We had been kind of mentioning it in the past and then we decided to really dive into it and we picked our name that day and it was just a wonderful time. So thank you ladies for sticking together for a whole year. It's been a good year. Mm -hmm. It's been a great year. Yeah. Well, for us. It's been a great year for us and our podcast. 2020 can suck it. Like a big, it's it's. I literally have one of those um like wood letter boards. It says twenty suck at 2020. So mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> it's how it is. It started yeah. off strong and then yeah. A year ago, it was ugh, we were babies. We were like new to the pod. We were new to everything. Mm-hmm. Whispered into the microphone. Yeah. <laughs> episode episode mm-hmm.
4: one. Yeah. Literally, I went back <laughs> and listened to my jokes. Like and then.
3: we've got it figured out we know how to record remote we know how to record together it is uh, oh unless you think our audio isn't great and then we're figuring it out no still figuring it out but like let us know like is it the p's is it the t's like what can't you hear Mm -hmm. is it me i'm too loud i know i'm so sorry (laughs) it's it's a problem i try to laugh away from the mic it's sorry Mm. but yeah i think we got close to figure it out we're getting close yeah we're getting close yeah mm. close. on the nose on the nose, on huh? the nose. oh yeah I, <sighs> you can't see me it's fine i had i speak for you thank you, mm-hmm. you just say things with your hands thank you um but more not more importantly because i love you ladies but want to say a huge thank you to our listeners mm-hmm. sticking with us for a whole year if yeah. you go to the pod keep listening because we're not done telling stories that's yeah. for damn sure hmm mm-hmm. So, hopes, uh, cheers to another year in the book. Hopefully. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. With that, ladies.
1: Yeah.
3: I think we're cheers. done. I don't know. Happy 2021. 20, woo! Hey! We got this. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, as normal. Uh, you could leave us a iTunes rating and review. Yeah. Uh, make our birthday year anniversary special. Write mm-hmm. us a little note. Yeah. Send us a little shout-out. Um. Obviously, all of our topics, we could go on and on forever. But if you have any ideas that you want covered, send it to our email, sinister sunrise podcast at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Um. Again, we do have a TikTok, and our videos are pretty banging. Sarah makes them; they're pretty cool. So, sinister mm-hmm. underscore sunrise underscore podcast, <laughs> and Facebook and Instagram, sinister sunrise podcast. Yeah, everything yeah. about Twitter. Honestly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we don't tweet. We're not, no, we're not. Other than that, we love you guys. Thanks for a whole year.
2: Thank Thank you. you.